It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be absolutely terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things that I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. I did a Facebook Live last week, and I dived into the topic of overcoming stress and overwhelm. It's something that all of us deal with from time to time, and I very briefly outlined four possible solutions. Number one, gratitude. That is the key to every good thing, I believe. And if you think about it, there are literally billions of people in the world who would gladly trade places with you right now. Most of the problems we have are first world problems. Think about that. Um, We take for granted the fact that we have food, we have clean drinking water, we have access to education, transportation, medical assistance if we need it. In a lot of places in the world, those things are not readily available like they are here. So gratitude is the key to everything. Number two, find a mentor, learn what they did. People who are super successful have gone through stress and overwhelm over and over and over again, and most frequently on a scale much larger than we are even used to or can even fathom. So Ask somebody who is very successful how they handle stress and overwhelm and learn from them. Number three, treat yourself. Do something nice for yourself. Get away from the situation for a few hours or even for an evening and do something really nice for yourself and treat yourself. You'll be very glad you did that. And finally, when you do return to the situation, pick one thing and get started. I think where a lot of us seem to fail in terms of how to deal with stress properly is we are thinking about all the things that are going wrong, all the things that we have on our plate. The truth is you can't deal with everything at once. You can only really deal with one thing and one situation at a time. So pick one thing and do that and then pick the next thing and do that and so on until your list is done or is at least much more manageable than it is right now. So those are the four things. Gratitude, find a mentor, treat yourself, pick one thing and get started. You'll be very glad you did those things if you take care of that right now. So with all that in mind, let me introduce my very special guest. His name is Maxwell Finn. Let me tell you about him. Maxwell Finn is an entrepreneur, founder, and investor. He is an expert in the field of digital marketing and is also the co-founder of Startup Drugs, which is a brand for entrepreneurs making startup-themed t-shirts, hoodies, posters, mugs, and much more. The company started from scratch and had $100,000 in sales in less than four months and had a $500,000 run rate in just six months. This was all accomplished with Facebook marketing and several automated email funnels. He's also partnered with Kevin Harrington from Shark Tank in one of his businesses and manages all digital marketing initiatives for Kevin's personal brand. Max is also the chief marketing officer for Quantum Media Marketing. We will discuss all of this and so much more during the show. And Max, how are you today? I'm doing great. That was a, a solid intro so i appreciate the uh the build up there and the the lead-in so i'm excited to be here with you today 
Fantastic. I'm excited to have you here, too. And before I forget, you can also download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes for free anytime you like. Leave a review if you feel inclined to do that as well. It would mean a lot. So, Max, the first thing that I usually ask people is to tell us about your background, your backstory, maybe how you got from where you were to where you are now, maybe some things you overcame and and what you learned. How did you get to where you are now? Sure. So I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. Um, you know, I'm only 27, so it's not not a very long life. But um, since day one, I come from an entrepreneurial family. My grandfather started a real estate company in the 70s that went on to be the largest privately owned commercial real estate company in the world, NEI Global, before we sold it. And so I've kind of had that background since day one. And I uh, was fortunate enough to go to a school, Babson College, where all it is entrepreneurship, very unique curriculum, and started my first startup while I was still in school. Uh, called the Daily Hundred, we raised venture capital funding. Had about a 20, 25 person team. Uh, built a really cool mobile platform over a two year period, and that was kind of my first foray into the the startup world, entrepreneurship world. And honestly, you know, even before college, I, I never had a nine to five traditional job. I obviously had the the crappy jobs. You you know, work at a restaurant and diner. But since college, everything has been you know, you go out and you make you make what you can earn. And and you kind of build your own path, and you're the the leader of your own faith, and 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 that's really been it. Um, and luckily today, I've just been working really, really hard, and I've met the right people, and connected with the right people, and surrounded myself with the right people, and impressed them at the right time to get to a part in my career where I can kind of work with the the people I used to look up to, just like wow. two years ago, which has that's been amazing great. the past six months or so. Oh, absolutely. So how did you get started in digital marketing? I mean, you're young enough that the internet was basically a part of your growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I I was fortunate enough to kind of grow up at the right time and have an entrepreneurial background. And I I was always interested in the marketing side of the business world, Uh, even having a family background in real estate and finance. While I'm good at those things. I'm good at numbers and, and performance and everything. I was never passionate about it. And I just always had a passion in the ability to convince somebody to say something at the right time in the right context to convince somebody to do something. That it, The power of that is so incredible to be able to motivate somebody, persuade somebody to buy something or do something or try something. And really the the underlying psychology of marketing hasn't changed over the last 50, 100 years. We just have cooler tools and more personalized ways to overcome the same objections people have. And so it's just been a passion of mine. I've been fortunate enough to have great mentors and surround myself with smarter people, more successful people who gave me chances. And when I got those chances, I was able to execute and uh, impress them enough that I got to the next level and the next level. And and to the point now where I'm uh, kind of at the, the top of the field playing with people I used to look up to. Yeah, that's great. And I'm so glad you brought up uh, the, the fact that you have had mentors and you look up to people and you sought them out. A lot of people try to make it on their own and they don't realize how important it is to have a mentor or a coach. How do you identify who is the perfect mentor for you? Sure. Well, I just want to like revalidate what you said too. It's being an entrepreneur and it's funny, I'm sitting here with my, my fiance who's studying for the bar and, um, you know, being an entrepreneur is, it's such a, a tough role. Like it, it's, it's a tough path. It, it's people see Silicon Valley and they see Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and they think it's so it's easy and you become a billionaire and you don't have stock and it's great, but it is, it's a lonely path and it's a challenging path 
and it's one that you're going to hit, you know, so many obstacles and hurdles and doing it alone is just, it's impossible. And you, you'll learn that eventually. So it's better to learn that early on before you kind of realize that yourself. Cause at some point, whether it's one year in five years in 10 years in, you'll hit that roadblock and you'll realize like, Hey, I, I need help. You know, I need, I need somebody that's been through this and can help me out with this. So, um, so just to reiterate that point, but, uh, you know, finding mentors, I think it's, it's really, it comes down to putting yourself out there. I think a lot of people, uh, who are successful, successful entrepreneurs who have built eight, nine, 10 bigger fortunes, they want to give back. They're no longer motivated by money and material things. Maybe some are, but most are motivated by impact and, and changing people's lives. And, And what can I do to leave a legacy? And part of that is mentoring people that are younger, right? Yeah. The next generation. Um, part of it, it's mentoring. Part of it's also learning, right? I think the best mentors I have also acknowledge the fact that these, you know, 20-somethings, millennials, have skill sets that they don't have that they need to stay relevant. And, and that takes a lot for some of these successful people to admit that they need a millennial. Because I think there's a lot of kind of condescending talk about millennials being entitled and not working hard and... And, you know, just they use social media, make money. And it's I I think that the best mentors and the most successful people recognize the talents and the skills there. Yeah. A lot of my friends on Facebook in particular are millennials and they are killing it. And you are certainly one of them. So I I I don't believe that all the millennials are entitled. I mean, there are a lot of hardworking people like yourself who are striving to make a difference in the world. In fact, it makes my head spin because I did not grow up with all that technology and uh, wasn't used to it. And, and I'm, y- you have to kind of learn the game. And it's true for everybody, but it's really great. And I'm so glad that you brought up the idea of impact because leaving a legacy, I think once you reach a certain point in your life, uh, leaving a legacy and the importance of that is certainly uh, more important than everything else because when you have money, you don't, I mean, how much more of it do you actually need, right? Exactly. I think it's at some point, once all the expenses are paid for, it's it, it really comes down to I think most people if you look at Wall Street and hedge fund and, and those guys like it's a scorecard for them it's no longer the dollar has no longer like a, a it's not associated with buying things it's more so this is how I measure success it's how much more I have than this person um, but yeah I mean it's at some point you can't drive ten cars and you know no. you can only have one plane and, and stuff so I think impact is you know that's why you look at Zuckerberg and Warren Buffett and Elon Musk and all these people who are the richest and most successful they're giving their money away. I mean, they're looking at how can I use my platform and my success to really change the world and do something great. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your plans to change the world? (laughs) That is a a great question. So I'm still working on the first part of, you know, (laughs) getting to the part where you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, money anymore and all that stuff. Um, but I think, Education is without a doubt the the one area that I'm most passionate about, bringing entrepreneurial education um, to middle school and high schoolers, and that's yeah. part of the mission with Startup Drugs. So I, I'd love to talk more about that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, talk about that certainly in the next segment. We've got less than two minutes until our first break. And so let me ask you about this because I think a lot of people uh, – don't properly believe in themselves. We're coming up about a minute to a break. A lot of people don't believe in themselves. How how do you get unstuck? I mean, when you have those moments of I don't know if I can do this. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, you just need to you need to open up. You need to have friends and mentors that you can talk to and be transparent with it. And you need to take a break. I, I think if you if you don't take a break and and actually sit back and and de stress and realize all the the good things you got going on, you're going to burn yourself out and be in a total hole and, and not be able to get out of it. Absolutely. All right. We are coming up on our first break. My very special guest this week is Maxwell Finn, and he is an expert digital marketer. We will talk about his company, Startup Drugs, uh, right after the break. We will come back. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. We'll come right back. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Maxwell Finn. And he is a digital marketing expert. And he is the Chief Marketing Officer for Quantum Media Marketing, and his newest venture is called Startup Drugs. Tell us what that is and how you decided to start it. Sure. So we actually, um, for the sake of the hour show, the we got a lot of new stuff going on that um, is, is really new that haven't even really talked about publicly, new course and stuff. But um, you know, Startup Drugs was a, a fun side project that I launched with a partner, Nick Haas, after our first startup together about two years ago. And um, it was... It was for fun, and sometimes I think the best ideas and the best businesses come when you're not trying to actually build a business. When you're actually doing something you're passionate about and having fun doing, those projects seem to be the winners. And we, we said it, it would be fun, 
if we created a brand that really spoke to entrepreneurs and kind of had fun with it and was sarcastic because being an entrepreneur, you can't take yourself too seriously. There's a lot of inside jokes. This was even like before Silicon, you know, right around Silicon Valley in that time where it was coming out and being popular. And we put up a basic store. I put up a few t-shirts, drop shipped them and, and launched it on a site called product hunt, which was acquired by AngelList a few months ago. And, uh, we got featured that day, and, and within a week, we had about 35,000 people that came to the website. And so we knew we were onto something <laughs> at that yeah. point, and uh, we haven't looked back since. That's great. So the the T-shirts and the hoodies and such, they offer slogans that are uh, motivational for startup entrepreneurs. Is that right? It's a combination. So there, there were people out there, and I got to give a lot of credit to a company called Startup Vitamins, which is basically like a pop shop for Printful, which is a drop shipping company. And, and I'm a fan of Startup Vitamins. They were around before us. And they had a lot of founder quotes. So really inspirational quotes from Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and Warren Buffett. And the reason I created Startup Drugs is, you know, being an entrepreneur and running a startup and, and this life is not glamour. I mean, there there's so much pain and obstacles and heartaches and, and challenges along with the wins and home runs and excitement. And nobody was speaking to that. Like nobody was having, you know, obviously not being too serious or morbid. Yeah, fun with it, but nobody was shining a light on that side of being an entrepreneur. And in reality, there's 27 million entrepreneurs in the country, and you know, 26.99 million of them are struggling. And there's that small, small group that's you know, really successful, and they're the winners. And everyone focuses on them. And so the brand is for the other people, everyone else that's an entrepreneur that understands what it's like to actually wake up every morning and bust your ass and not take home a paycheck. Right. Understood. So how you mentioned that you got onto a website and you got attention very quickly. How, how, how do you stand out in a space like that? That's very crowded. So the first thing I say to anybody that asks this question is, uh, there, it is such a crowded space right now. Mm -hmm. And there's so many and Shopify is just blowing up. I was just at an event last month with 25 of the the top e-com marketers on Shopify was sponsored by them and a friend of mine, Adam Moltis, over at Shopify. And it is blowing up everybody who's everybody trying to launch a Shopify store um, or an e-com store. And the reality is that uh, there is a lot of luck involved. And I know that you know that, that's not a strategy you can bank on. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's not a tip that you can use. Um, right. But the reality is that that's why being an entrepreneur and being in the space involves lots and lots of trial and error. You've got to test things. You've got to be able to try things, fail, pick yourself up, try something else. Because it's a it's a long game, not a short game. And for us with startup drugs, I haven't hit a home run with my first e-com store. But I've launched several others since then that didn't take off and didn't do well. Mm -hmm. um, with Product Hunt, there's a lot of websites out there like Product Hunt that are basically – crowdsourced voting platforms where every day people submit apps and platforms and websites and the community upvotes them. Um, Reddit, plat product, I mean, there's so many platforms out there. So uh, that's a great way to get organic exposure. Yeah. And so having a plan there is really important. Um, you know, having an existing audience, be able to tap your network, be able to, to really leverage social media and the organic side of things is super important early on to see if you have anything before you put money into paid media. Because the last thing you want to do is have no traction, no validation, and just dump a bunch of money into Facebook ads and kind of cross your fingers and hope that the idea is actually a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So I, let's move on to um, 
how how you meet high profile people. I know you're working with Kevin Harrington. Do you have a, a strategy or a philosophy of of networking and how you meet people? Yep, and I apologize. It's uh, I'm in Orlando, Florida, so it's obviously storming and rains every day. Um, okay. So I apologize if there's any background noise here. Um, so in the last six months, I have met and now work with several people that a year, two years ago, I looked up to and bought their courses and followed their stuff. Ezra Firestone's one of them speaking at his event next month. Um, you know, Pat Flynn's one of them. Where I'm doing his Facebook ads for him. Kevin Harrington's obviously one. And the, the best tip I can give there is persistence mm-hmm. and focusing on doing what you do best and what you're passionate about and you love and, and putting yourself out there. So the, the reality is that these guys get pitched and solicited all day, every day. I mean, we, I manage Kevin's email and stuff, so I see hundreds of emails coming every day asking for things. Mm-hmm. You can't ask for things from these guys. That is the one surefire way to never get their attention is to ask for anything. Um, the, the key is what can you do for them that they can't do for themselves? What is a, a connection they don't have? What is a skill they don't have? What is a resource they don't have that you have that you can provide to them? without any expectation that you're going to get compensated for it. And I know that sounds pretty, you know, people were like, well, you got to value yourself. You can't give away yourself for free. The reality though is at a certain level, at a certain caliber of person, when you're not a big name and you're, you have no track record to stand on and you don't have a backstory or other connections, you need to be able to provide value. And so for Kevin, that's exactly what we did. Um, you know, my partner, Jeremy and I, we, helped him with his social media we helped him with his digital marketing we did that for him because he needed it uh you know two years ago mm-hmm. and over the course of time we just showed results and results and results and we kept saying well let us do this for you let us do this for you to the point where he said well this makes sense guys let's just create a company together i get so many deals all the time and they need digital marketing let's just do a company together um nice. so it's persistence it's hustle it's, it's understanding what you can bring to the table that they don't have and ensuring that when you do get that opportunity, you really, really execute. You buckle down and you do 110% of what you can do uh, and, and really not letting the opportunity fall because you really you get one shot with people like that. Right. Absolutely. And, and I love what you said about give, give, give first because so many people look at people like Kevin Harrington, for example, and they just want to take. And Everybody just, wants his money. Yeah. Every, every single person – approaches Kevin or other people I know like that, um, another mentor of mine, Dave LaRue, and all they, they ask for is money. So you're rich, you have a ton of money, you invest, here's my business, invest in it. And those guys hate it. Unless you're, unless you're the next Mark Zuckerberg and you have the hottest new idea in the world, the hottest new product, and people are knocking on your door to take your money, you can't do that. It just doesn't work. Exactly. No, I totally understand. So let me ask, what great lessons have you learned from Kevin Harrington working with him like you have? <laughs> there there are so many. I mean, it's um he is a incredible presenter. He is an incredible showman. He you give him a script or a cue card or something and he will just the camera turns on and he, he is in the zone and he just kills it every single time. Um, I, I've learned a lot about how to kind of build that personality and ensure you have a really great persona in front of the camera. Uh, I built confidence from him because of that. You know, I'm not a 
I'm not a very social person. I'm kind of a, a behind the scenes guy. And over the last year, I've kind of been pulled into being more of a public figure. And uh, he's taught me a lot of lessons there. He's helped me build deals, understand how to craft the right deal, everything to look for. Um, I mean, he's introduced me to so many people. He's brought so much credibility to to myself, my partner, Jeremy, and intro, you know, got us meetings with some really great companies where then we were able to execute and perform and build relationships there. I mean, it, it's it's a long list. Um, yeah. and, and that's what you get when you work with somebody like that for two years and, and spend a lot of time with them. Yeah, absolutely. I asked him when he was on my show how you construct a pitch and, and raise capital. What have you learned about that specifically that, that you take with you? Sure. So one of Kevin's big thing, and he has his kind of 10 steps to the perfect pitch is, is one of his big, uh, one of his big presentations that he likes to do. And, and so there's obviously, you know, he's 10 steps there. I think the big one is he loves the, the irresistible offer and he loves the, like the demonstration. So he's really big into the, the wow, right? You only have somebody's attention for so long and the more important that person is, the more money they have, the more successful they are, the shorter that time is you have to actually impress them. And so ensuring that in the first you know, 10 to 15 seconds of that meeting, that phone call, that pitch that you have with that person you want to close, you need to wow them. You need to get their attention. You need them to be sold at that moment that they're actually going to listen to the meat and bones. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's fantastic. So let me ask you about something else. You are really good at Facebook ads. We've got a couple of minutes for our next break. What are some of the biggest mistakes you see people making in their Facebook ads? Sure. So this might be one we have to, to carry over after the, sure. uh, the commercial break because it's a huge topic. But yeah, um, I think the biggest one is people blaming the platform um, after they have some failures. And so what people need to understand is you talk to any of the, the best Facebook advertisers in the world, the best paid media specialists in the world, and they have all run thousands, tens of thousands of campaigns and have spent six, seven, eight figures to get to where they are. And before that, they failed a lot. I have lost a lot of money running Facebook ads. I've created a lot of terrible ads, but I never gave up because it's a reality is there are so many strategies there are so many audiences. There are so many variations of copy and creative and targeting that you can use to grab the right person. And if you don't test those and you only try four or five things and give up, you know, you don't know if that, that hundredth thing, that 50th thing, that 200th thing is the winner. Um, and so a lot of people just give up way, way too early. And that's even like, we're not talking technical stuff. There's a lot of stuff I can talk about technically and all that good stuff, but more at a high level, it's just persistence. People don't have the persistence. And instead of blaming themselves, they actually blame Facebook for being a bad ad platform. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We are coming up against our next break. My very special guest is Maxwell Finn, and we are talking about meeting high-profile people. We're talking about the mistakes that people make in Facebook ads, and I trust that there will probably be enough to go uh, to the next section or the next segment with that. And I will also ask him how you measure a successful ad campaign. And let's talk also about the lifetime value of a client. I think people are looking so much at the immediate hit. What can I make right now today that they sometimes neglect the long-term value of a customer? We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. We're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Maxwell Finn. And before the break, we were talking about some of the biggest mistakes people make when they do Facebook ads. And the first thing you said, Max, was people tend to blame the platform when they can't figure out how to make it work. What else do people do wrong with Facebook ads? Sure. So the the other big, big mistake is uh, people get too salesy and they focus too much on direct response. And so Facebook's a great platform, right? For, you know, if you're selling widgets, fidget spinners, t-shirts, things like that, sub $30 product prices. Sure. You can go from cold traffic to a sales page and sell some stuff and you can do it profitably. The reality is though, for most products and most businesses on Facebook, that strategy just does not work, right? You're, you're in a passive ad environment. It's not, PPC, it's not Google, where people are searching for something and you happen to be there. You know, people are searching for mortgages and you're, uh, you know, uh, you're the mortgage provider with an ad there ready to go. People are on Facebook looking at cat photos. <laughs> they're, they're there looking at friends, networking. You know, they're not there looking to buy your widget or your consulting package, right? So you need to focus on warming those people up. You need to focus on content and crafting ads that replicate what those people are interacting with on their day-to-day basis before you go in for the sale. And you can accomplish all that through retargeting down the road. Um, but yeah, a lot of people just rush into the sale and then they wonder why nobody's buying and why their cost for purchase is so high. It's because that is really cold traffic and, and direct response to cold traffic most of the time does not work. So if someone is selling an item that does cost, for example, more than $30, do you think Facebook ads are more effective in just generating leads and then handling those leads offline? No. So I think there's 2 billion monthly actives on Facebook. So your buyer, your customer is on Facebook, right? Okay. I think the the medium works for converting any type of customer. The strategy by which you actually convert those individuals 
differs, right? So you might nurture these people with third-party articles and video content about the problem that your product solves for two or three different ads and be retargeting them through the sequence. And then on the fourth ad, you might actually introduce the product and then you might retarget with a testimonial ad. Those sequences work. What it comes down to is, you know, how expensive is your product? How much of the learning curve is there? How much education do I need to do? That determines kind of the length of that campaign, that sequence of ads. Mm-hmm. But you can also be doing things on a multi-touch point, right? So I'll give you an example of how Facebook is a key factor in a multi-touch point ad campaign. So we ran um, Facebook ads for Pat Flynn's uh, Smart from Scratch entrepreneurship course last month. And he's, we spent, I think, $6,500 in a five-day course launch and generated $42,000 um, on a digital product in that five-day window. So huge ROI, $42,000. What we found, though, is that during a 28-day window post when somebody saw an ad, an additional $25,000 was attributed to that ad, which means that people didn't click the ad, but they saw it, and then they might have gotten an email, or they might have seen a social media post or something else, and they bought the product. So it's still, it was a factor in that conversion. Mm -hmm. It might not have been the only factor, and it wasn't the one they clicked on to buy. So regardless of whether that's going to be the key factor in converting, you still need to have those campaigns running um, because without it, that sale via email might not happen. They might not have enough push to actually convert there. Wow, that's great. So how do you measure a successful ad campaign? Is it just the ROI or is it the fact that you're adding a lot of people to your list or is it a combination of those things? I mean, how, how do you measure it? And maybe more importantly, how does a client decide if it's if it's a successful campaign or not. Well, that, that's what you just said is, is part of the reason why I'm actually excited to kind of get out of the agency business because the, um, and, and do all our own products because a, a client has a very different outlook on success than the advertiser does. Yes. Um, you know, if you're a client, if you, for most clients, right, we work with three and big companies, they, they don't need to count every dollar. Um, but for most businesses, when they spend a dollar, they need to make more than a dollar back. Um, and unfortunately, that's not direct response is not the only form of advertising that you need to run to build your business and build your brand, right? If you're a new product, if you're a new company, you need to actually build awareness of your brand. You need to warm up customers. You need to you know, nurture those people before you pitch them. And that doesn't have a direct ROI. So we look at the whole campaign. You need to look at big picture numbers because all of the blocks add up together. The retargeting might have the five or six or 10 X ROI, but if you don't have the campaigns driving traffic to the site, there's no retargeting. So you need to look at what's my spend across all these campaigns. What's my profit across all these campaigns. What's my campaign wide ROI instead of looking at individual elements within that campaign. Now you still need to do that, right? You still need, cause you might have really bad ads in there or really great ads, but you need to look big picture. You also, I mean, the other big thing is you need to understand your lifetime value numbers on your customer. Yes. A lot of people, especially when they're doing lead generation campaigns, don't know their end number. They don't know what this customer is worth to me. And if you don't know that number, you can't run lead generation campaigns because you have no idea what a good cost per lead is, right? You know, somebody might say, well, hey, if I can get $5 cost per lead, that's incredible. But if you can't sell any of those leads anything, 
you're just losing five dollars every time you acquire a lead, yeah. right? Um, and on that flip side, some people might look at a fifty dollar or a hundred dollar cost per lead as terrible. But if you're selling mortgages or homes or financial services and your lifetime value of a customer is two thousand, five thousand, ten thousand dollars, I'll do that all day. Um, so knowing your numbers and working backwards from them is critical to understand like what's a successful campaign and what, what where should my numbers be? Yeah. Video is a good way to I don't want to say boost your campaign because that means something else to Facebook, but videos are are the thing now. Do you, uh, have you found that video in your ads has has translated to more conversions and more profitability? Yeah, so we try to do video with everything. Every ad we have, if we have the opportunity to create a video, we do it. Um, even if we don't have videos, we'll take photos and we'll convert them into slideshows, even if it's not even a different photo, because for two reasons. So one video just outperforms uh, single image ads, carousel ads significantly. The other is when you run a video ad, you can build a specific type of custom audience around that video. So I can create an audience of the percent of the video people watched. So everybody that watched 95% of this video is going to be in this bucket that I can then advertise to. Everyone that watched three three seconds or 10 seconds. Um, the reason that's so powerful is now when I'm doing retargeting, I can do it at a much more granular level than I could with other types of ads. Because now I know somebody that's going to see this ad watch 95% of this video already. So I can show them this video and so on and so forth. You can't do that with other types of ads, which is why even if we don't have a video, we'll still take a single image and turn it into a video because it'll look the same to the end user, but mm -hmm. we get to create those additional custom audiences on top of it, um, which we can then use for more advanced retargeting. So it's definitely the medium to use if you're advertising on Facebook. Wow, that's great. Let's talk about email lists. What's the best way to build those? So to be honest, right now, almost all of my, anything I spend money on brand-wise, for startup drugs or my course or whatever it is, almost 100% of my lead generation budget goes to building a messenger list on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, so, so really you have three options, at least at a big level. You can build an email list, you can build a text message list, or you can build a Facebook messenger list. And at the end of the day, I look at two things. One is I look at what does it cost me to get leads on all three of these platforms? And the other is once I have this lead, how engaged are they when I send a message? So for email, we're looking at, you know, kind of industry-wide 15 to 20% open rates. And that's kind of optimistic. We're looking at, you know, single digit click-through rates. With text message, we're seeing, you know, 50% plus open rates and double digit click-through rates. With Messenger, on most of the broadcast and automation sequences I do there, I'm seeing between 70 all the way up to 95% open rates and very high double-digit click-through rates. And that's what I look at, right? It's if I get a lead, am I actually going to be able to reach this person or is one out of 10 of these people only going to see my message? And text yeah. message costs money to send. So that's why you know Messenger has similar open rates and click-through rates to text, but I don't pay per send. It's not as complex and it's in a much more personal medium. Text message marketing now is getting more mainstream. And my goal as a marketer is always to stay ahead of mainstream, right? Because once it's become mainstream, the prices go up and the effectiveness goes down. Yeah. So is there a way of porting that list offline? Because there's always the debate about, well, Facebook, if you're building your entire business on Facebook and Facebook 
goes away. I mean, doesn't Facebook technically own all of your contacts? And what happens if Facebook goes away? Then you don't have a list outside of Facebook. What's your take on that? Sure. I mean, what I would say, though, is the it's more likely for Verizon to go out of business um, and not be able to do text message marketing or MailChimp or Constant Contact, you're out of business than it is for Facebook to go okay. away at this point. Um, so it, that's not as much of a concern. But what I would say is you can still get emails from Messenger. So mm. what I'm able to do with ManyChat, which is the platform I use for all my Messenger automation, is I can create custom fields and populate those with responses. So I can ask any of my new contacts a question saying, hey, I want to add you to my special email list. We do special gift, you know, giveaways and just reply to this question, this message with your email. And as soon as they do it, automatically tags their contact. And so now I have their email as well. So I'm able to get their email. I can get their phone number. Plus, I have their messenger. So I do have the backups of I can have multiple form, multiple touch points. And I'm not saying get rid of email. Like, right. that's the other big thing is this is not about getting rid of one. It's about focusing on the most effective. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can certainly understand that. So do you think that Facebook ads is the quickest way to scale your business? Or do you think you have or are there other suggestions that might help us scale the business quickly? I think paid media is always going to be the quickest way to scale rapidly. I still think it's very, very important to understand that Facebook ads doesn't build a brand and it doesn't ensure long-term success, right? Because if you're finding really successful ads and you get it up to six figures a month and spend and have seven figures a month coming back, if you stop spending six figures your business can go from seven figures a month to five figures a month overnight yeah. um, or even less and I've seen that happen time and time again you need to build a strong brand with you know influencers brand ambassadors strong social media email marketing all the other points need to be there so if Facebook ads if your budget goes away your Facebook ads go away you can still grow your business right exactly Awesome. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this show is going. We're talking about a lot of really great things with Maxwell Finn. He's a digital marketing expert. And I will ask him in the next segment about using Facebook Live. I'm sure there are right ways and wrong ways to do it in terms of building your brand and building your business. I'll ask him about what he believes is the best social media platform to promote content. And we'll talk about a lot more after this break. We'll come right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com.
cream month as if we needed a reason to celebrate ice cream. Would you believe the average American eats 45.8 pints of ice cream a year? Here's the scoop on some ice cream lingo. In Pennsylvania, the paper cone used to hold ice cream is called a tut. Sprinkles or jimmies on top of ice cream are called ants in California and outsiders and logs in Vermont. The world record for ice cream eating is 1.75 gallons in 8 minutes. Oh, I feel a brain freeze coming on. What's another word for brain freeze? Sphenopalatine ganglia neuralgia. It's marching Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Maxwell Finn. We are talking about digital marketing this week. And I want to ask you next about Facebook Live. I've seen a lot of people doing it. Uh, There are right ways to use it and wrong ways to use it in terms of growing your business and your brand. What do you think some of those might be? Sure. So I think it's interesting because there's at the end of the day, there there's all these tactics and strategies, but I, I think there's a few basics and fundamentals that people overthink. They try to overthink the strategy and how to grow my Facebook Live. But I, I genuinely believe if your goal with creating a Facebook group and doing Facebook Live and, and sharing stuff is purely unselfish and purely about giving knowledge and helping other people, which for me, that's been my goal from day one is um, I'm a terrible salesman. I'm not good at pitching and selling myself or value, putting a monetary value on my time and stuff. I am really good at I'll stay on the phone with a 17-year entrepreneur and talk to him for an hour and give knowledge. I'll stay on a Facebook Live for two hours and answer one's questions because I genuinely care. And I think that translates really well in these mediums nowadays. And people can tell who's kind of full of, of BS and who's genuine. So I think yeah. that's that's it. I mean, if you can provide really great content consistently without really being too salesy or pitching stuff, you're going to organically grow an audience. Yeah, I love that. That's great. So let's talk about what you are currently working on right now. You've got a new course coming out called Facebook Ad Academy. And I think that anyone who wants to learn how to do Facebook ads properly should look into this. Talk about that. Sure. So I, you know, I've always, like I said, been a behind the scenes type of guy for a long time where I build the campaigns that make people money and haven't kind of really been the public face of it. And while I've been doing that for the last year and a half or so, I've seen I can't even count how many gurus and experts and and people out there who are selling courses, creating courses. And and I've joined a lot of them. I've been in a lot of them. And most of the content is very, very cookie cutter. There isn't a lot of strategy or case study stuff in there, actionable insights. And a lot of it, frankly, is it's stuff taken from other people. Mm. And kind of the final straw for me was about a month and a half ago, I've actually had multiple people do this. Reach People reach out to me. They have a Facebook ad course. This kid said, hey, I, I've been doing Facebook ads for six months. I have a pretty big group. 
I have a Facebook ads course and I want to hire you to drive the, do the Facebook ad traffic because I'm not that good at Facebook ads for driving traffic. And I said, well, wait a minute, you're, you're charging people $500 for a course, but you're not confident enough to actually spend your own money to drive traffic to your course on Facebook. And kind of after that, that was like a, a, a moment for me where I said, I'm going to create a course, not, you know, obviously making money is great. It's not going to be the primary driver. The primary goal is to provide an actual course that people can buy and they're actually going to get so many strategies and tips and tactics and advice and case studies that they can implement to their business day one and actually make more money. And yeah. it's not going to be cookie cutter. It's not going to be generic. It's not going to be taken from other people. And if I do use stuff, because listen, I'm constantly learning. Ezra Firestone's been a mentor of mine. I've looked up to him for a long time. I'm fortunate enough now to kind of be friends with him, which is still crazy to me. Yeah. And he teaches me stuff every day. And so when I talk about something Ezra has talked about, I give him credit, right? Jason yes. Horning is another brilliant guy. I give him credit. Molly Pittman from Digital Marketer. And so there's nothing wrong with learning and, and proving yourself, but there's too many courses out there that are basically ripping knowledge from other people without giving them any credit. And yeah. so that really inspired me to create the course and I buckled down and you know, it has about 10 hours of video content with close to 50 different videos on nine modules and I'll constantly be adding stuff to it. So it's, it has a, a ton of stuff um, and it covers everything you could possibly think of on the Facebook ad platform. Wow, that's awesome. Where can we learn more about this? Sure, so I have the... Um, a waiting list URL actually using messenger because I have a messenger list. That's what I want to do. Um, so I have the URL that I can actually, um, share with you and we could share with the, the group if you want to post it in the, the show notes. Um, but it's, you know, you can join the waiting list and then we're going to be sending out, um, a kind of exciting offer just to people on the waiting list first and some early adopters to get into the course. And the goal is to launch it this week. And so we have some, uh, really, people I've looked up to some heavy hitters right now that are actually in the course and uh, they're going to be some affiliates for the course. So it's, I'm getting a lot of great feedback from people that I still have to pinch myself sometimes because they're like guys that I looked up to for years that have, you know, tens of thousands of followers and, and make, you know, eight, nine figures and, and they're checking out the course and they're like, this is incredible and stuff. So it's Good. been really humbling. Awesome. So did you have a URL or a place for us to go? Yeah, so it's it's a ManyChat link, so I'll have to, I'll have to send you the link, but it's just it's ManyChat.com slash um, 12 slash Maxwell Finn. So they don't give you the ability to custom their landing page URLs yet, which is a little frustrating, but um, but that's the waiting page. The uh, the main course landing page is probably going to go up middle of this week, um, and so I'll I'll announce that once it's ready to, to go. Okay, and you said that was ManyChat? ManyChat.com. Um, backslash 12 backslash Maxwell Finn. I don't know why they throw a number in there. It's kind of weird, but um, that'll bring you to the uh, a mini chat landing page. And in the course, I'll actually show you how to create pretty, pretty kick-ass landing pages for Messenger, just like this one. Great. Minichat.com backslash 12 backslash backslash uh, Maxwell Finn. Yep. I just threw it in the, uh, the Skype chat as well. Awesome. I actually, you know what it is? It's actually, um, I believe it's... Uh, L2. I got a. They they threw it off me last time where I shared the link and it was actually an L, not a, a one. So I had to double, double check that real quick while we're still talking. Manny chat, not mini chat. Okay, Manny got chat. it. Manny chat or yeah, many M A N Y M A N Y C H A T. 
facebook.com slash L2 slash Maxwell Finn. So I just throw it in the, uh, the Skype chat. Got it. All right. Fantastic. So let me ask you this. What, what has surprised you most about entrepreneurship? <laughs> that is a, uh, that's a, a loaded open ended question there. Um, man, it's, uh, I think the, what surprised me most, and I, I want to say it surprised cause I knew it going in, but it is the, the length of, of time that needs to be committed um, to truly achieve success and, and the amount of, of ups and downs that you have. Because um, I think what, what most people assume is that once you do hit it, you, you're good, right? You, you hit the home run and you're set and you're done. You don't really have to hustle anymore. The reality is that like, if you kind of visualize an entrepreneur's life and graph it out, it's much more like a roller coaster than it is a straight line. And obviously each hill is a little higher, so it's increasing gradually, but you have lots and lots of ups and downs. You have one big exit, one big course launch, and then you invest in a project and it flops. And then you have another big one and it flops. And so I think the the magnitude of that, how much, uh, how many ups and downs you encounter and the amount of time it takes to, get, to kind of get to the point where, you're, where you kind of hit your goals that you've set um, has been the, the most eye-opening part of it. Um, and, and I guess the other thing is just the, uh, how, like how persistent a human being can be. Yeah. And, and I think that's where you really can tell, uh, who's a true entrepreneur and who isn't. Um, I actually was listening to an interview with, uh, Adam Levine on Howard Stern. He was talking about, he said, he doesn't know a single one of his friends from when he grew up that is a musician that who never took a side job or a side gig and just lived on couches and, and lived their passion that didn't make it. He said all the people he knows that didn't make it are the people who didn't go all in and couldn't stay all in and took a side job. They, they, they took that safety net and they kind of were half in, half out. And so I think it's the same thing with entrepreneurship. I think the people that, that keep the safety net and try to keep the side job and, and keep the nine to five and hustle at night. And, and while that's, you know, for some people, that's what they need to do. That's yeah. why I think it's easier to start being an entrepreneur when you're younger and have no kids or wife or things like that. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you need to go all in and I, yeah. that was most amazing to me seeing that, like, if you're not all in and you don't, you don't do it seven days a week and live and breathe it, it's almost impossible to really make it in, in being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I can certainly appreciate that. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? I would have found mentors and partners much, much sooner. Um, and I would have been more, uh, more open and transparent with those people from day one. Um, I kind of, I, I hold a lot of stuff in and, and I don't really share. I'm, I'm like a, I'm pretty stubborn and hard-headed, so I like to, mm. to try to solve all my problems myself. Um, and that's even a problem I'm still dealing with today. But yeah, if, if I was starting from day one, it would be I would find mentors I have today. I would have found them much sooner, realized their importance. I would have found partners. I would have surrounded myself with more successful people. That, that's that's a hard thing to realize is that you know sometimes when you're younger, you feel good being the most successful person in the group, the alpha yeah. dog, the football captain. Yeah. The reality is. If you're the if you're the, the most successful person in your group, you're in the wrong group because there's nowhere to go but down. Right. You need to be the the least successful person in your group. Um, you want everyone else in your circle to be making more money, 
no more people higher up on the totem pole. So you have only you can only go up from that point, right? Yes, absolutely. Here's the question that I ask everyone toward the end of the show: Who inspires and motivates you? Uh, from a a public figure standpoint, Elon Musk is the 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 figure that I look up to most as a an entrepreneur. Um, he's just a, I mean, it's it's mind boggling how one human being can do so much simultaneously and work on real problems, right? Like he could have cashed out and made a photo filter app or any number of trendy things, but he's trying to put people on Mars and he's trying to solve our natural energy crisis. And I mean, he's, he's building companies that are solving massive, massive problems and impact billions of people. And it's so motivating to see him and see his story. And he bet it all on himself multiple times. You know, he, he almost lost his entire fortune during like, you know, the mid two thousands, late two thousands when Tesla wasn't doing anything, SpaceX wasn't doing anything and he bet on himself and he succeeded. And now he's where he is today. That's fantastic. So how can we find you, get a hold of you, participate with you? Sure. So maxwellfin.com is the best place to go. I'll actually have the course link there. So you don't have to worry about the the many chat link. I'll throw that all up on the website. Um, And then Facebook ad IQ is the group on Facebook. So if you search Facebook ad IQ or facebook.com slash group slash big blue ad IQ is the Facebook group. Um, and so there's a lot of great people in there, a lot of great insight. Facebook ad IQ. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you, Maxwell Finn, for being on the show today. It was really awesome having you here. Thanks for having me, Brian. All right. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us again next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class successful person, learn how they succeeded, what they overcame, and how we can learn from them. Until next week, thanks for being here. Goodbye, everyone. part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how